It is week two of our Future of Farming series. This week we're concentrating on the markets and it's brought to you by our good friends at Silverfern Farms. Chief Executive Simon Limmer joins us. And Simon, let's talk about the markets and how much leverage you got in the markets, particularly in the US when Jacinda uh, was running around touting your zero carbon beef. You can't buy publicity like that. No, we certainly um, we appreciated the boost that the Prime Minister offered us from a, from a few weeks ago. We um, the planets aligned for us. We were we were launching our net carbon zero beef. We had our directors up there for a board meeting at the same time, and then so happened that the Prime Minister crashed our party as well. And and then she was pretty brave because we we put a bit of a challenge to her to you know take uh, take some of our product and promote it on live television, which she uh, duly did. So we were very appreciative. Um, her brand is certainly. Um, of, of real value to New Zealand um, up in the markets and particularly in the US and we were we were really um, grateful for her endorsement. I reckon a lot of New Zealand or beef produced on New Zealand sheep and beef farms is close to net carbon zero but I, of course you have to get be accredited as such. Yeah look I mean I think for a long time we've been maintaining that our production systems have um, massive value um, around the world, we just haven't told our story well enough. They are meeting a lot of what uh, we, we, you know, we're seeing consumers, buyers, customers around the world what they're looking for, uh, and it also aligns with some of the you know the policy in terms of where the government's trying to take us as well. So, from our perspective, our job is to get closer to those consumers who really are thinking about those sort of attributes when they're when they're paying a premium, making sure that we're we're finding a pathway to their door. Um, but as you say, the integrity is really, really important. So you know we've got to match it back on on shore, ensure that the production systems have got um, authenticity, and so we've got third party, um, you know, certification of what we're doing. We use Toitu back here on shore. We've got the U.S. Department of Agriculture's rubber stamp as well that what we're doing is totally legitimate. They understand the process we've, processes we've gone through. How important, when it comes to storytelling, is the likes of regenerative agriculture, or is it just a story? Well, look, it's got to have substance. Um, regenerative agriculture is, you know, we, we, we've, we've identified that in the market for a number of years. Consumers have been using that language for quite some time. I'm not sure that the definition of it has been all that clear to them. That's an opportunity for us to really clarify what it means for how our New Zealand production systems work and then linking it into what the consumer expectation is. So that is a great opportunity for us. It's a word that we've probably struggled to get our mouths around for a few years, but I think we're, we're starting to move in that direction. Much of what we're doing is already sort of meeting those expectations. It's the old clean green pasture-fed animal, isn't it? Yeah, completely. Our production systems are really different than what most of the world is doing. We know that we're under real pressure back here in terms of our own policies and you know the the impact of uh, of methane on our economy, um, but there's a pathway forward, taking these products to market, achieving that premium, which I think um, is changing the way that we're farming, and it's also rewarding farmers for the good work they're already doing. Let's just finish on the markets because that's what we're concentrating on this week in our future of farming series. The markets are pretty damn good at the moment for New Zealand red meat, Simon. Yeah, we've had a few good years, and and this one's no exception. There's there's real demand for protein, red meat protein around the world. That's only growing. Um, but I think, you know, again, it's, it's the, the consumers that we're looking to connect with. We're only a small percentage, between 1% and 2% of the world's 
um, red meat production. So we've really got to connect with those people. But yeah, the markets are looking good. US is still strong. I'm going up there again tomorrow to, to go and have a chat with some of our customers up there. Um, China, despite the lockdowns, you know, the, the underlying demand is still, still really good. And then, you know, just chatting with some of our folk who've just come back from Europe as well, they're, you know, pretty optimistic that across the board, we, we've got to keep finding solutions with supply chain disruption and what have you. But the, I think the, you know, the midterm prospects are still pretty good. Well, let's look at the long term prospects. Do people in the future, not me, I'm a carnivore, committed, I might add to Simon, but do people in the future want to have dinner courtesy of an animal that's made the ultimate sacrifice? Surely that's a big threat for the red meat industry. Oh, I appreciate your commitment to red meat, Jamie, but um, there are many like you out there. Um, and look, I think that's just the reality for a long time to come. But what they what they really want to know is, you know, how has this animal been farmed? What has its life been like? What are the you know communities that wrap around these these farms? What do they what do they all mean? They really want to make sure that if they are going to eat an animal protein and red meat, that that it is that it has got real integrity, rather than some of the other you know products that you might see from other farming systems. So, I'm really optimistic that we've got a we've got a really strong future. A quick final word on the season. We're wrapping it up. It's been uh, a very, very challenging season. There's been long waits to get animals processed. Are we finally getting on top of it? Well, it, it has been a long season and it continues to be so. I think we've, um, we've still got a wee way to run, unfortunately. The, I think that's, you know, that's just the norm for the industry, just as things stand at the moment. Um, yeah, labour, labour's been the biggest constraint and then COVID's obviously compounded that. Uh, but yeah, I think just working through things with farmers, making sure that uh, certainly our, our folk out on the road are talking with farmers, making sure that we're able just to reprioritise as necessary. But yeah, we've got a, we've got another couple of months to go at least. Simon Limmer, good luck in the states uh, representing Silverfern Farms, all part of our Future of Farming series this week as we look at the markets. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Jamie.